Have you ever considered the magnitude of leadership? Really sat in it and recognized that you, as a business owner, as a podcaster, soon to be podcaster, whether you have a team of one or you are leading a team of 200, that you are a leader, that you're a leader in your home, you're a leader to your children, you're even a leader to yourself. No pressure. <laughs> when I really stopped and thought about the impact I have on other people's lives, it can get really overwhelming for me. And I want to turn to 101 ways I can be a better leader and read blogs and go to leadership seminars. But the reality is, is that the Bible has every single thing that we ever need to lead us in the way that we should go. So today, friend, we are going to be going through 10 ways to use your faith to become a better leader, a Christ-like leader. Grab your Bible and your notebook. Let's go. Hey friend, do you want to grow your online business and actually make more money? Are you sick of feeling pressure to constantly show up on social media or be tied to your phone 24-7? Do you wish you had more time to be present with your kids without worrying about your business falling apart? There's a way to simplify and streamline so you can make money, grow your audience, and still have balance in your life and business. Hey, I'm Steph Gass, Christian business and podcast coach, boundary boss, and multi-six-figure CEO. Want to learn how I did it? Go refill your iced coffee, because I'm about to teach you how to take your online business to the next level with God at the center of it all. I pray this blesses you. Let's get it. Before we dig into today's episode, I want to read you this review that was left on my Facebook page from Michelle Porterfield. It says, Steph gives it all away. It's a beautiful process learning with her on how to brand yourself, niche down, get clarity, and create your personal long form content outlet. I love learning from her and the podcast course she offers is the best forever friend, Michelle. Thank you, Michelle. I'm so grateful for you, friend. And hey, if you have been looking for a way to brand yourself, niche down, and get clarity, free workshop, call in your name at freeclarityworkshop.com, 45 minutes on how the heck to figure out what you're called to do so you can finally create that business confidently, get rid of the confusion, the 101 ways that you could do this thing, feeling stuck, feeling frustrated, and just know what am I to create and go and take those first steps. So freeclarityworkshop.com. And if you have clarity and you're ready to grow an audience, but you're a little afraid when I keep telling you to start a podcast or you have a lot of resistance to that, please watch my podcasting workshop at podcastforgrowth.com, podcastforgrowth.com. It explains why podcasting works, how it works, and ultimately how it can be an income generating machine for you uh, in lieu of something like social media. So do go and check all of those awesome resources out. I can't wait for you to see them and I hope that they help you. So today, friend, we are going through 10 ways to use your faith to foster your leadership. So let's dive in. Number one is to lead with integrity. Lead with integrity. So Proverbs 11.3 says, the integrity of the upright guides them, but the unfaithful are destroyed by their duplicity. So the integrity of the upright will guide them. How can we live in integrity so that we are not destroyed? We want to uphold morality. We want to create some ethical principles that we live by, especially in our leadership. And this may 
like how do we actually exemplify this? One, it can take some inventory. Have I been living with integrity? Am I showing up with the highest ethical principles and moral values that I possibly can, not just in my business, in my life, my health, my relationships, in all the areas of my life? And it's okay. And you know what? Like, it's okay if you find that 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 answer is no, because today is always a great day to make the right decision or to make a different decision. And so one of the fun things that we do here as a company is we have core values that we list out and we do review them every year to really create this guide for ourselves in our business and in the company. And you could even do this in your personal life too. So one is to lead with integrity. Number two is servant leadership. Mark 10 45, for even the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. If the son of man, if Jesus Christ himself did not come to be served, but to serve, how can we die to ourselves just a little bit more each and every day and embrace this concept of servant leadership, really focusing on support, giving, helping, shepherding. You know, one of the things Michelle said in her review that I read at the beginning of the show was that I give it all away. And that's always been a principle that I stand behind. You guys could listen to all 700 something of these episodes at this point and go have a seven figure business. Truly, like every single thing I do in my business is on this podcast somewhere. I hope that you don't do that because it would take you a long time to figure it out, but you could. Like I truly do give it all away. And because I give it all away, I think that you guys hopefully trust me a little bit more and are excited about just investing and getting the roadmap uh, to do the things with me through the courses or the program um, and getting there faster and having my actual support and implementation and customized approach to helping you. Um, but the servant leadership is what has created and cultivated a really large, successful, highly revenue producing business, right? Like because I gave away, people trusted. Because I help and I support my team, I have a team that's very loyal. And I think that has a very high quality of, of work life, um, accomplishment in their hearts. They have the resources that they need. I'm encouraging of them. We're not perfect. None of us are perfect. But like I feel that with the servant leadership heart and posture, you are going to receive so much fruit from from that positioning. Okay, number three is prayer and reflection. As a leader, you must make time to pray, reflect, and seek guidance, seek wisdom, look to wise counsel. Philippians 4, 6 through 7 says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. One of my favorite verses, just like wear it like a blankie. Pour it in the cup like a hot cup of coffee. It's like the best. I love Philippians 4, 6 through 7. As a leader, you are not the holy grail, okay? We need to be humble in heart by knowing that we don't have the answer to every problem but God. So show up in leadership by praying and reflecting, seeking him, and then utilizing the revelations that come through to the people you serve, 
through your podcast, through your teams, right? And even through your personal life as well. Don't be afraid to pray and reflect just because you're a CEO. We never get too big for God. If you're feeling anxiety in your life, Philippians 4, 6 through 7. If you're feeling depression, Philippians 4, 6 through 7. If you are feeling chaotic and overwhelmed and high functioning and you're dealing with all of this stuff, Philippians 4, 6 through 7. The answer is always in the word of God. Okay, number four is to lead by example. Verse, uh, this verse is from Timothy, 1 Timothy 4, 12. Don't let anyone look down on you because you're young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. And maybe you're listening to this verse going, uh, Steph, I'm not young. You know what I mean? Like you're, you are young. You're young either in your business, you're young and you could be young in age. It just means you as this person are qualified regardless of age, of experience, of X, Y, Z that you want to tell yourself makes you irrelevant or not enough. That is not truth because 1 Timothy 4.12 tells you, you can be an example. The way you speak, the way you conduct yourself, the way that you love, the way you show up in your faith and in your purity. Okay. So when we lead by example, we have to model all of these behaviors. We have to live out the values that we expect from our students, the values we expect from our team. If you get an angry comment in your student community and then you come back with an angry comment, you're just going to foster more negativity, more ick, more yuck in your group. You're going to you're going to decrease morale. Always take the high road. Do you guys remember those bracelets, WWJD? Well, we bring them back. What would Jesus do? I cannot tell you the number of emails or whatever's that we've received as a company. And I have to put on my what would Jesus do bracelet. Theoretically, I don't actually have one. You can send me one. I need one. I need to wear every single day. But really like humbling myself to this place of being like, how do I wish that they had replied? How do I wish they had emailed me? How do I wish that they had shown up? How do I wish? And I reply in that space. Become what you want to see in the world. Gandhi or someone said that, but it's like, be what you want to see in the world, right? Become that change. And the Bible even supports that. So lead by example. Okay, number five, inclusive leadership. So really work on including everybody, making everyone feel so seen and heard and respected and valued. Galatians 3.28 says, there is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male or female, for you are all one in Jesus Christ. Therefore, love everybody, love them all the same, and really be there for that. I think that this really can go in so many directions, but this means like when we have we have an internship program, we encourage our interns to come up with like awesome recommendations. Like, hey, where do you guys see gaps in our process? Where do you see room for optimization? And we allow them to have that creative space and the creative liberty to recommend ideas to us. It's just such a cool way for them to feel really included in the team. And then this goes in a whole nother direction as well, where we get some people who request to be part of like, they apply for podcast to profit. And maybe they're not a Christian. Maybe they have a questionable brand. I've had men apply 
And I really take a posture of like every single person is welcome and we are going to love you and encourage you and give you the guidance to the best of our abilities as long as it is biblically aligned. And we welcome, we welcome, we welcome, we welcome, we welcome. Um, and that's been a hard thing to do because there's some some applications where we've been like, ooh, you know, this is a gray line. Maybe it kind of like touches on new age or there's certain criteria that we don't necessarily feel super biblically aligned with as a company, but we tell them that. And then we say, if you still want to come in, just know like the feedback you're going to get is going to be focused and centered around the more, the principles that this program supports. And interestingly enough, like people usually still join and a lot of change happens. A lot of heart change happens in my programs. So being inclusive um, is really just such a game changer and it really displays and shows the love of Christ. All right, number six is empathy, be empathetic and compassionate. So Colossians 3.12 Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, those fruits of the Spirit. Yes. So we want to practice this. How do we be more empathetic? How do we be more compassionate? Something that I'm always self-coaching, apparently self-coaching is a big thing for me, I'll find myself like judging or comparing or something. And I'll go, be compassionate. I'll just whisper it to my spirit, like, be compassionate, be compassionate, be compassionate. Because I am not better than anybody. And everything that I am picking apart with someone else is something that triggered me because it used to be me. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes when I get around people who are drinking a lot, I get really highly triggered and I judge. Instead of looking through a compassion lens going, okay, well, that used to be me. So no wonder that it's triggering me right now. How do I be compassionate and love on them at a really high level? you know, even though maybe they're in this space. So that's a personal example, but this works in your business too. How do you handle, you know, and I think there's a a balance here and a line between like, we still have to be direct and we still, I, I still have a level of, I mean, I expect excellence in my company and I don't mince words. I'll put it that way. But at the same time, I am still empathetic and compassionate but not to a fault where I'm letting things slide or we don't have boundaries here in the company. So you kind of want to play with this one a little bit. You don't want to be a hard butt. I don't want to say a bad word, hard butt, but you also don't want to be a pushover. So find that balance and kind of practice that, especially as you guys are still growing your teams. How do I practice empathy and compassion and really focus on just kindness, gentleness, patience while still upholding the boundaries and the expectations of the company. Okay, number seven is to deal with conflict resolution with grace. So Ephesians 4, 32 says, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgive each other just as Christ God forgave you. So approaching conflicts with a vision for how do I reconcile this? How do I resolve this? How do I display grace and forgiveness in this? And I think similarly to number six, like finding that balance there where you're not, you're not being a pushover by any means, but you're still looking through the lens of grace, clearly communicating, loving on them, being grace led. And, and then here's how we're going to handle this moving forward. Instead of being angry, coming at people In my opinion, there is absolutely no situation that warrants yelling. I know that may be an extreme statement, 
and sure, I've yelled, okay? But like, what situation in your life actually warrants you yelling at someone? Whether it's in a fight with your spouse or at your kids, like, it's often because we are being so impatient that we are unwilling to bring ourselves down the level of communication and patience that it's going to take to resolve this right now, this conflict. So therefore, we yell, which is a Band-Aid because it gets everybody to shut up, right? So we Band-Aid the situation and yell or whatever that thing might be that is not a positive conflict resolution. And it typically comes back to us, comes back to the way that we are lacking in our leadership. I know, my hand is up here. I'm definitely not perfect. But the more and more I have grown in my faith and the more I've been hungry for learning how to be a God-led leader, this one comes up a lot for me. Like this is not a way to resolve conflict biblically and I'm growing in this and I want to continue to grow in this and I want to be an example in this. And I would encourage you to do the same. Okay, number eight is to continue learning and focus on humility. So to continue learning, this is Proverbs 2, 2 through 6. To turn your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. Indeed, if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, if you look for it as for silver and search for it as hidden treasure, You will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. So what is this verse ultimately saying? When you guys read a verse and you're like, what was that? Just circle the main words that, or the main phrases or directives that you hear in the verse. So it says, turn your ear to wisdom, apply your heart to understand it. So what is wisdom? God, show me the wisdom and then try to understand it. Then it says, cry aloud for understanding. So pray to God, ask him for understanding. Look for it deeply as if you were looking for gold and hidden treasure. Look deeply. God, help me understand. Help me understand. What is this thing that you are showing me, revealing to me, this word of the Lord that's been spoken to me? How do I understand it? And it says, if you do that, you will understand the fear of the Lord and you will find the knowledge of God. It's a promise from the Lord right here. So how do we cultivate this mindset of continuous learning and humility in our learning. So I this I am like, I was like a big old know-it-all for so many years. Like, I'll figure it out. I'll do it myself. I don't need you. I don't need coaching. I don't need a course. Like, eh, like so ridiculous because when I look back at myself, I'm like, honey, you had a long way to grow, boo thing. And I could have definitely made my journey so much faster if I had been willing to learn from people who had gone before me, if I had been willing to humble myself. Um, it's just so many ways that could have been a better situation. But hey, we learn, right? We have, there's always fruit in our failure. So there's mine. But I want you to have this vision of like continuous learning and being humble in the understanding of what you're learning. And this goes both scripturally, understanding God's word, but also in your businesses, You're called to podcast, but you don't know how. Friend, where are you going to learn how? How are you going to understand it? Who is going to be your teacher or your leader through that process? And partnering it with God. You know, like, oh, you want to reconcile your marriage, for example? Well, you are not going to get there on your own. You have to learn how. You have to figure out what those next steps are. Okay, number nine is principled decision-making. So Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, all 
your way, all A-L-L, all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. Another one of my favorite verses of all time. So how do we base our leadership decisions on the principles and values derived that come from our faith? Well, we trust in him. We trust. We do not lean on ourselves. We will always lead ourselves astray. Write that down. I will always lead myself astray. I will always lead myself astray. Therefore, I trust in the Lord. Submit to him. Then my path will be straight. I lead myself astray every day. And then I'm like, Lord, Lord Jesus, help me. I whisper to the Lord daily, like, Lord, help me parent. Lord, help me speak right now. Lord, help me show up. Lord, use me in this podcast interview. Father God, give me the courage, the encouragement and the energy to go work out and lift those weights one more time, Father. Like, I'm constantly in a surrender mode, consistently in submission. And it's a practice that can become a habit in your life that's going to help you have principled decision-making. You will always make the wrong decision when you are making that decision 100% on your own. Okay, and last but not least, number 10 is to focus on community and team building. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 10. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. So two are better than one. If you fall, you got someone to help you up. So how can you create, especially if you feel so lonely on this journey? I know that it can be lonely, especially those of you who do this full time and you podcast behind your microphone and you order your groceries from Walmart or Sprouts or wherever and you work out in your garage. Oh, wait, that's me. That's actually my life. <laughs> JK. But so I have to intentionally focus on community. I have to intentionally push myself because I'm totally a closet, closet, not so closet introvert. So I've got my masterminds I'm part of. I'm talking with my team. I go and get in person with my friends, get in person with my team. I get out of my little my little box, my little life once a week and like try to go to an actual store or take my kids to go do something in the world um, with community, right? Fostering community. You are the blessing in everyone else's life that you come into contact with. So don't hide that blessing from the world. Get out there, shine, pour out, be, live, flourish. And we cannot do that alone. So I hope that this was encouraging for you. I know that doing this research was extremely encouraging for me and that you're able to really take these 10 ways to use your faith to grow into a better leader, to really create a framework of who you want to become and how you want to show up in the world And know that anything is possible with God. No matter how far from these things you are today, getting one step closer is going to feel so encouraging, so fulfilling, and you're going to want to do more of it. And I pray that this gives you the tools to do so. Uh, I love you. I'm grateful for you. Thank you for being here with me on the show. Cannot believe we're wrapping up another year of the podcast. This is year five and I wouldn't change it for anything in the world. It's one of the things I love doing more than anything is being here on this podcast with you and hearing from you guys and meeting you and walking alongside you in your journey. So just thank you from the bottom of my heart and uh, let's keep on growing. I'll see you soon. Bye. Did 
you have fun or learn something, leave Mama a review. Pretty please. I hope you loved today's episode, friend. I pray it stretched you, challenged you, or grew you in some way. If so, would you stop right now and share this episode with someone else who's been praying for a business breakthrough? I'd also love it if you take 30 seconds for me and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This is the only way that I know you're actually liking the show. Plus, it lights me up to hear from you. Lastly, come on over and watch my free workshop where I'll teach you how to grow your online business in less than two hours a week using podcasting. You can watch right now at podcastforgrowth.com. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit, Romans 15, 13. I'll see you in a few days. God bless.